0: welcome to the career by design podcast i'm your host prayer on this podcast i'll teach you how to design the career of your dreams while feeling empowered i'll be sharing inspirations and strategies that will help you get results Welcome, everyone, to the Career by Design podcast. We've got a really fantastic episode today with the beautiful Natalie Ruiz. And Natalie is the CEO of a fantastic company located out in Oregon. And I am going to let her tell you all about her work, her journey to becoming a CEO, and all of the great work that she really does empowering women in the community. So with that, I'll hand it over to you.
1: Awesome! Thank you so much, Prayer. It is amazing to be here. I am Natalie. I am the CEO of Answer Connect, and we are a company that helps small and mid-sized businesses. So we help with people people powered technology. We help provide people powered technology that helps small businesses scale and grow. And It has been an amazing journey over the years to see what is possible with technology and also what's possible with people. And as I think we can both agree, the world continues to change faster and faster. So my journey to becoming a CEO has been kind of a wild ride.
0: And tell us a little bit, because I'm sure the listeners want to know, Natalie, you know, you are in this fantastic role now. What are things like for you? What are the big challenges that you have? What are the moments and things that you revel in? And really, what's your general feeling about your career?
1: Well, I believe that I have the best job in the world. I feel so grateful for my journey and the job that I get to show up to every day. And really that is because I get to be myself. And I really believe that I get to bring the best version of me to work. And that version is my whole self. That's been a bit of an evolution over the years. I think growing up and early in career, I had an idea of what being in business looked like, sounded like, and meant. And that wasn't exactly who I was getting to this level and having a title like I have opens a lot of doors and it gets me into conversation and into rooms. And what it means to me is a responsibility to then show up as my authentic self, because not only is that more fulfilling for me. But I think it paves the way for others who might not fit that same mold of what business looks like, sounds like, and behaves like.
0: And how have you overcome that piece? Because I know that's the way that a lot of us feel like, right? That there is this job description of how we need to be. And we might have that inner voice that we have to be true to ourselves. We have to be authentic. But how... Have you been able to overcome that and really trust that it's okay to be who you are and letting go of that certain mold and certain stereotype?
1: I think it's been trial and error to be completely (laughs) candid. Seeing how far you can get when you make a real connection with somebody and comparing that to when you come into work or you come into a conversation armored up, there's just really no comparison. And the other side of it is, we're going to spend a significant amount of our time working. There's in my opinion there's no such thing as a work life balance because all of the time that we're investing is life. It's time that we don't get back. So if we're going to spend 30% of our lives maybe at work, I want to be doing something that matters. I want to be showing up as my best self and I want to be making the type of impact on the world that really aligns with my values.
0: I love it. I, I love being, you know, aware of the fact that we're spending a lot of time at work, because I think people really forget that, you know, and I had this one client who came to me and she was talking to me about the fact that work isn't a priority for her. Um, and so she was challenged in her career path, she didn't feel like she was in the right place. And she kept on saying, but it's not a priority for me. And I thought that was so interesting, because she is probably spending you know, the most time at work, Mm -hmm. right? So apart from her personal life, anything else that goes on, the thing that takes up the most amount of time in her life is work. And like you said, if we're not 100% there and feeling good about it, I think not only, you know, do you, like you said, you want to be in a place that lights you up, but it can actually be a drain, I think, on the other areas of your life as well right? Because you're going to have that cloud hanging over you. You are going to be thinking about all the things that are challenging you at work and maybe bringing them home, bringing them into your personal life, that stress sort of follows. So I think that it's so important to also be really aware of the fact that if you are in a job, if you are working, it is going to be a huge part of your life and it impacts it a lot.
1: Exactly. Who wants to have 30% of their life that they're wanting to escape from. They're wanting to forget or not be invested in. I mean, that's like I said before, that's wasted time that we won't get back. And by the way, I've been there. I've been in the job. That was just the job. I've done the thing that was just the grind for the paycheck at the end of the week, which is, I think why I'm so passionate about what I get to do now.
0: And so what do you think? I mean, I know you said that where you are now, you have this platform, you can be true to yourself, but why or how I should say, how did you make the jump from being in just a job mm-hmm. and just getting that paycheck to being where you are today, where you feel like you are doing the things that you're passionate about? You believe in the work, you know, how How did you make that change?
1: So I had some amazing opportunities and it started by being given a chance. When I was really early in my career at Answer Connect, meaning very early, like just walked in the door, I was placed by a staffing agency, actually as a salesperson. And at that point in my life, I was just looking for a job. It was the Monday through Friday, I'm going to do the thing and that's it. And then I'll just escape from that on the weekends. And early when I was there, it didn't seem like something that would be my forever path. But the pivot point for me was getting an opportunity. Speaking to my boss, who is the founder of the company, he asked for some of my feedback on what could be better. And in all of the jobs that I'd had, if I had ever been asked, the underlying expectation was kind of that you weren't 100% honest, that you said, no, everything's great. I love being here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And you just deferred to the person who outranked you, or you assumed that the person that was in the suit or had the fancier title or was older or more senior than you had the answer. And that moment for me was a pivot because when he asked for my input, he really listened to the answer. And so I think it's twofold. One, I gave an honest answer. And then two, he listened to it. And from there, it was baby steps. It was small iterative steps to use my voice, try something, see the benefit or the impact of it. And I became completely tied to wanting to do more of that. And I think over time, that built confidence and that built resilience and the desire to want to not only do more of that myself, but give more people that opportunity.
0: And Natalie, what was different in the moment that this supervisor asked you to give feedback where you felt that trust that you could be honest and you could actually share opportunities for growth as opposed to the previous conditioning that you had or the previous experiences? Because I know we all feel like that. You know, when people ask us for feedback, it's sort of like we're very scared. We don't want to be too bold because, Mm -hmm. you know, God forbid we say something that is a, you know, that could be perceived as a criticism about the company or about the person we're working for. So how did you get trust in that moment? How did you become trustful in that moment so that you could be honest and you could share?
1: It's such a good question because so over time, over more than 15 years, I now know that he really did care, but at the time I wasn't sure, but what I was certain of is that I was kind of tired of having just the job and I was tired of shrinking. I was tired of not speaking up and there were things that weren't working well. At the company and they frankly weren't working well for me and had I not spoken up I guess had it, my voice not been heard I probably wouldn't have stayed and it would have been on to the next so having somebody who did legitimately listen he didn't say well go back to your cubicle or thanks for your time here maybe it's not the right fit he listened and he took pretty immediate action to let me see that one of my suggestions had come into play And then the other side of it was me, I guess, being at that point of really asking myself who I wanted to be and what I wanted work to be in my life.
0: I really, really like what you said about you being tired, you know, because I think that's something we can all relate to. It's tiring when you are trying to be something that isn't really a match for you. Right, It's tiring to think about what does the other person need, whether that's your company, your personal life, etc. What do they need me to be? And fitting that mold, just like we started off with, that's tiring because you are basically acting all day and that takes up so much energy. And so you got to this point, you said, I'm tired. And it sounds like you got super bold and courageous in that moment and you decided to take a risk.
1: It's true. Yes. (laughs) Luckily, it paid off.
0: And it did pay off really, really well, because now you are in the position that you are because you took that small risk. So I know, you know, this is a little bit of a pivot from what we talked about or what we were going to talk about, I should say, in this episode. But I think it's such good context and great groundwork because I think it's directly related to this idea of, you know, now you're in this place and you are very successful in your career, not just because you've got this beautiful and amazing title, but because you are actually connected to the work that you're doing, you're authentic. And, you know, you're not having that feeling of being tired and overwhelmed. And now that you're here, you have dedicated so much time to helping other women, other entrepreneurs, other career women really come up and you have taken on you know, this true meaning of how do you create service and how do you better yourself and how do you help other people by leveling the playing field and by providing support. And so I want to really dive into that topic and, and talk to you a little bit about that. What made you start thinking about that? Mm-hmm. You know, and I know you're so humble, so I'm going to have to pull this out of you. But I want (laughs) to know about all of the great work that you have been doing around this. And like, what are the kinds of things that you do to help other women and to create success? And and I'm going to add my own, you know, cases in here as well of what, of how Natalie has been so supportive to me. But I want to hear from you.
1: Okay. So I'll talk a little bit about the why to begin with. So again, getting back to just that core story, that pivot point in my career, I was given a chance and I was given a chance to use my voice to then see some of my suggestions come into play. And that provided in me a huge opportunity to grow and to build confidence. So I have felt like with a role, a title, a platform like I have, I want to give that back. I want to create those opportunities and as many others as I can. Second, I can reflect on my life from we could say middle school on, early career, 20s, 30s, et cetera. And I can think of so many, so many situations that could have gone smoother, could have gone better, could have been handled in a better way if I'd had a mentor or even an example of somebody who was more like me, who I could lean on. I think of early career, many mistakes or not knowing how to navigate a conversation or advocate for myself or be in the right mindset for certain conversations. I didn't have a lot of those professional examples. And so I'm kind of an introvert but again, getting to a place where I recognize that I can be a force for change or an example, puts onto my shoulders some responsibility to stand up. I kind of have to get over myself, get over any imposter syndrome that's happening and just recognize that I have an amazing opportunity to impact change. And so that, that is the why behind some of the things that I'm doing. Some of the actions that I've taken are really with an experimental mindset. I don't necessarily have a master plan, but what I do know is that I have been afforded some amazing opportunities to contribute to articles, to be interviewed, to write as a thought leader. And so through all of that, I would love to be able to pay those opportunities back. And so I've started experimenting with Writing up features on amazing women um, such as yourself. I am a mentor and a volunteer through a couple of great organizations that center around women. At my company, I'm thrilled that we've implemented paid learning time so that everyone can actually have time on their calendar where they can level up their knowledge and their skill set. And we also offer paid volunteering time. So again, I, I want to talk about how lucky I am to be in a role where I can curate an environment that is true to my values and true to who I want to be. Again, it's, it's the best job in the world.
0: That is so, so inspirational, Natalie, because you know, I'm sure in the role that you're in, there is a lot of work that you're doing. There's a lot of time that you've committed to. And then you've also got your family. Mm -hmm. You're up to big things in the world. And yet you have carved out this time to give back, right? And I know for me, you've been very, very supportive and it makes a difference, right? And so you know this, and I think many of our listeners know this, I'm a coach myself, I empower their women, other people in their professions. And yet that doesn't mean that I don't need mentorship and lifting up. And so when Natalie tells me things like, you know, my podcast is one of the top five that she's listening to, that is super exciting for me. And when we connected actually a few weeks ago, you know, after her encouragement, I had this book that I had written actually last year that I didn't move forward with publishing or editing or anything like that. And after talking with her, I was so reinvigorated and like re-energized to get the book out there, right? And not let the fear stop me and say, oh, I don't know if this book is perfect and all of this. I was like, I need to get the message out. I think this is valuable. And it was just about me putting that self-doubt aside So I can tell you that you have been super inspirational to me. I am sure that all of the people that you work with and talk to, whether you're a mentor formally or not, I am sure that you are impacting their lives in such a positive way.
1: Oh, well that, so first of all, just as an aside, I am so excited for you and so proud of you watching your growth and hearing your ideas and listening to your podcast, hearing about your book that fills my cup. And truth be told, we all need an enthusiastic cheering squad because life is hard. Work is hard. The world is a tough place. And I don't love the way the world works in all cases. And for me, building a network of amazing women who I'm inspired by, and if we can reciprocate, it just, it keeps lifting us all up.
0: And you had said something interesting before to me, which was when you were on your journey, you wished that there had been someone like you. And I would love for you to elaborate a little bit more on that. What did you mean by that?
1: I think when we talk about who we are, you can slice that and dice that in a lot of different ways. We all have multiple components that feed into our identity. So I wish that I would have had more professional women look up to. I wish I would have had more professional women of color to look up to. Also, I have a pretty unconventional path to becoming a CEO, so I wish there had been more examples that I knew of of people who didn't finish college, who had some wacky jobs like I had, or whose lives hadn't gone according to plan at all, and to know earlier in my life that that actually builds resiliency, and you can overcome it, and there's still amazing things ahead, even if it's not playing out the way you thought it might when you were very young. So all of those things would have been encompassed in, I guess, someone like me.
0: Yeah, because that is so true, is you don't realize how much, I mean, going back to that concept of the mold right? I think there's a lot of talk these days about diversity and inclusion, right? And what does a CEO look like? What does someone who's successful look like, (laughs) you know? Do they have to have, you know, this MBA from XYZ school, a certain level of education? Are they a man or a woman? Are they, you know, what's the economic background that they come from? What was their job trajectory? And that is such a you know, predominant kind of vision that we have that, yes, if we saw that there's different faces and someone is just a little bit more like us, whether it's personality or the way they look or who they are, that's so much more inspiring and it's so much easier to connect to, right? And it's sort of like somebody is helping to get us there just by being there at the top, sort of waiting for us. That's the kind of feeling I get. And so I find that really You know, very relatable because I would say, being an Indian woman, I see a lot of people, I would say, maybe Indian men or Indians that are CEOs. For women, women in leadership roles, it's, you know, it it isn't that many, right? And so when I'm looking at places to be, being CEOs, and I'm even thinking about my own profession. I don't see lots of women like me, you know, becoming coaches. And so um, it makes me a little bit doubtful. I have to be honest, right? It makes me a little bit doubtful that, you know, can I make it? Is it possible for me? Can I look like this and be like this and really get out there? So I I think what you're saying is spot on. You want to see people like you in the things that you're trying to do.
1: This is... This is the core of it, and this is why it's been really easy and also inspiring for me to volunteer or to lend my time or experience, because another woman's success is something that we should celebrate, and there's the saying, a rising tide lifts all ships, and so when we can work together to show up as our authentic, full selves, embracing our identities, and then lift each other up it's not only good for ourselves, or even just all women, it's truly good for the world. And representation does matter. And being able to see others walking that path, blazing that trail, it does invariably make it easier for the next person.
0: So I'm going to ask you one, you know, last question about this topic is, this all makes sense, right? It seems wonderful, we should all lift each other up and it's also uplifting to yourself as well. What do you think is the reason that people aren't able to participate fully in this? What do you think stops them and blocks them from saying, hey, I'm going to help lift somebody else up or help be a mentor?
1: I think there's a couple of things. I was kind of late to the game to this. So one, I grapple with imposter syndrome, and I truly thought maybe I didn't have what it took to be a great mentor or helper, Um, which what I would say to that is we all have something to offer. The other thing is, I think that we don't exactly know how to get started. Okay, I want to lift somebody up. I want to help. I want to mentor. I want to put myself out there. Where do you begin? I think it's those two things. And what I would say to the second, which is how to get started, the internet is our friend in this case. There are so many ways to network and to connect and even just to reach out to the people who you may already know and ask a simple question of how can I help?
0: And Natalie, if you had to leave our listeners with three things three lessons, three actions that they can take away about the topic we've just discussed, what would they be?
1: Three things. Well, I know for me, I have a commitment to lifelong learning, and that has influenced every aspect of my growth, including my ability to give back. So one lesson would be to invest in yourself and try to go to bed a little bit more knowledgeable than you woke up in the morning every day. My second thing would be to commit to giving back. And it doesn't have to be huge. Try to leave the spaces that you enter better than you found them, whether that's a conversation, a meeting, an organization, whatever it is. Try to find some way to leave things better off. Um, And finally, I think kind of the core to the pivot points that made a lot of different things possible for me was using my voice and speaking up, being courageous. And that wasn't because I had a crown on my head or a crystal ball on the table. I just decided that that's who I wanted to be and I wanted to use my voice to try to shape my future. And so my lesson would be that we should all try to do that. As much as we can.
0: Thank you so much. Again, thank you so much for giving this time to the Career by Design podcast. Thank you for sharing such honest lessons. And honestly, thank you for everything that you're doing to help other women, to help uplift people, and just for being you and shining your light into the world. Thanks so much, Natalie.
1: Thank you very much, Prayer, for having me. This was a lot of fun
0: listeners that was natalie ruiz talking to us about her journey of success and if you'd like to learn more about natalie check the show notes because i'm going to be linking her instagram her linkedin page and if you'd like to join me in the new year to really uplevel your success join us in the success accelerator program talk to you all soon Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Career by Design podcast. I hope that the strategies I share today will help you on your journey to an amazing career. Be sure to check in next week for another episode. And for more tips, follow me on Instagram
1: under inspiration underscore careers.